At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Welcome to Healthcare Americana, coming to you from the Freedom Doc Studios. I am your host, Christopher Havick, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. This is a podcast for the 99% of people who get care in America. We talk to innovative clinicians, policymakers, patients, caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. We take you behind the scenes with people across America that are putting patients first and restoring trust in American healthcare. A big topic coming up these days, other than artificial intelligence in the tech world, but when we talk about medical innovation, medical technology, today's episode explores the realm of digital therapeutics. Now, this is an episode that I, of course, I say this all the time. I'm super excited about it because this type of thing just There's so much possibility there. There's so much good that it can do, not just a new fancy app on your phone, but real patient engagement, making patients' lives better, making doctors' lives easier as in the care settings. Today, we are talking with Dr. Evelyn Chan, CEO and co-founder of SmileyScope. SmileyScope is a digital therapeutics company pioneering virtual reality in the healthcare setting, especially for children. Dr. Chan, Thanks for joining us here on Healthcare Americana. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Now, I'm not just saying that, that I'm excited, but I am very excited about this because, you know, in our world, it's all, we're so focused on the patient and the doctor relationship, and it's just so, much, so, so, so valuable. But this is one of the companies that I look at, and I'm like, wow, you guys are actually doing something where technology isn't a barrier to a physician spending more face-to-face time with a patient but your technology is actually making well doctors' lives easier by easing a patient into procedures. So in your own words, tell our listeners about really what inspired you creating SmileyScope and how you are making those positive impacts on patient experiences. Yeah, so essentially, you know, I st- it first started out in medicine because my brother had severe autism. And it was one of those things that I saw how you know, some clinicians were very comfortable and amazing at interacting with him and others it was challenging. Um, but, you know, when you share a piece of technology with children, they're pretty intuitive on how to interact with that and get very comfortable with that as digital natives. And so SmileScope came about by saying, how can we really facilitate and improve that patient experience through technologies that are really scalable um, and can be used anywhere. So you can have great healthcare in a great tertiary children's hospital, or you could be having great healthcare in a place where there's a lot less resources, a lot less, uh, in our case, you know, pediatric trained specialists, um, but still have that fantastic experience. And so um, essentially as a pediatrician, I was seeing kids that were incredibly scared of seeing me and the first question they would ask is, do I have to get a shot or a blood test today? And that's what really kind of upset them about coming to see me. And so, you know, I wanted to make that a really good experience and one that they could feel safe about and not have to worry about. 
And so we started using uh, visualizations and then it moved into more sort of using virtual reality as a tool to be able to say, hey, where would you like to go if you could virtually escape the procedure room? A lot of children said they'd like to go underwater. So we developed this story where they would go underwater, waves would wash over their arms when we're cleaning with antiseptic wash to, you know, prepare for that procedure. And then they would choose fish that would come in and nibble at their arms. And that's when we're putting in the needle. And so through that choreography and reframing of something that was usually a really scary sensation, to something that was much more pleasant and empowering for them was a real game changer for us and a procedure that usually could take a couple of hours and lots of cajoling and bribing and lots of tears would then become one that was much more pleasant and it really turned that fear into fun. I like how you use the term digital natives and I, I'm smiling behind the, the microphone here like oh, that makes a lot of sense because you know, my kids pick up an iPad and they know exactly how to navigate it. I'm like, how did you, where did you even see that? Because I don't even know how to do that. So <laughs> it is very intuitive like that. When you talk about virtual reality and you talk about, you know, SmileScope in general, I mean, this is hardware and software. Give us an idea of what that actual like package looks like. So it's almost like when a kid walks into the exam room, what happens next? Yeah, so I mean, initially we were hoping to get a solution that we could just pull off the shelf and use in our own practices. Um, but what we found was that a lot of virtual reality was very much built for gamers, so a much longer experience where the uh, the patient or the user would have to kind of scroll through libraries and calibrate and do all sorts of things. And we just wanted to make it really easy and quick to use in a clinical setting. So we have a VR headset that we ended up developing for medicine uh, from the ground up and it's incredibly lightweight it's really easy to use so the clinician just uses it as a touch screen and then uh, pops it on the patient we just introduce it to the patient as hey would you like to you know go on this adventure you'll still get your procedure today but we can think about it differently and so the patient pops on that uh, VR headset while the clinician is preparing you know their equipment and everything they need for the procedure that patient is getting prepared in virtual reality for that procedure to keep them calm and still. Um, and then it's really choreographed so that we can still interact with the patient and talk them through it, um, but in a much more positive manner. It's just such a novel concept when it comes to healthcare. And one of the tenets that we fight against, you know, in the direct care world is that patients just expect a miserable experience anytime they're sick. And so they don't go see the doctor and there's study after study after study that shows that when you don't seek care when you need it, it leads to really bad things in the future. You're talking, you know, children and their teeth. And it's like, oh my gosh, that so many implications to somebody, uh, to a kid coming up and just rejecting that. I've seen it, right? I've lived it with my kids and trying to get candy bars and your place sitting there saying, well, that's probably not going to be great for their teeth anyways, but we do what we can here. And so, you know, taking the kids out of that, what have been really the results and and coming out of that when the procedure is done? Do you have kids who say, no, 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 put that thing back on me. I don't want to go home yet. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there are sort of some really positive things that come out of it in that sort of uh, acute phase of that procedure. So, you know, we often have children who are very surprised when they're out of VR and they're like, when's the needle going to be done or when's the procedure going to be finished? And we're like, oh, it's already done. And they do look really surprised. And so I think being able to, you know, at the bedside, be able to decrease that pain and anxiety and keep patients calm and that sense that they can actually do it and get through it 
in a really successful manner is super helpful. And then from the long term, I think you've also talked about this in, in terms of, you know, once you've had a few bad experiences and they're traumatic, patients don't come back and they do try and avoid healthcare. So SmileScope can be one of those things where you know, it can set the the tone of healthcare potentially for life. So if you can have those positive early experiences uh, with healthcare, that really can keep patients calm, keep them engaged in their healthcare and, and looking after themselves with all those sorts of preventative procedures. As far as the parents go, their point of view, do they look at this as, oh, this is gimmicky, this really isn't effective? What's kind of the feedback you've getting from mom and dad? Yeah, so we find that often um, it's parents that are quite nervous about bringing their kids in and they feel pretty guilty when they have to kind of hold them down or, you know, um, bribe them. Um, so it actually, they find this technology incredibly helpful. So it really focuses both the, the parent and the patient and the clinician on kind of having positive outcomes of that procedure. So we often give parents a bit of a job. So we might say, hey, you know, mum or dad, you're going to be the submarine. We're going to strap you in today and keep you nice and safe while we have this procedure. Uh, Mum's job is to kind of ask you questions about what you're seeing. And then your job is to try and find the most colourful fish and tell me about them. So they've kind of got a bit more of a role and things to do um, <laughs> rather than just be thinking about what what's happening in the actual medical procedure. That strikes so many different parallels. You know, you mentioned this sets the tone for healthcare experiences for the rest of this person's life, but also getting used to having a medical advocate there asking questions and trying to figure out what's going on. We know that's the best way to stay alive in a type of a hospital setting. Focusing on the technology itself, what type of applications do you imagine SmileyScope and this technology being used for in the future? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we initially sort of envisioned this for very common procedures like, you know, IV cannulation and vaccinations and all that sort of thing as, as really much more a tool. But as you said, SmileScope's turned into a digital therapeutic. What we were really surprised about was that clinicians were starting to use this for all sorts of procedures um, in the emergency department, for example, with suturing uh, wounds or dressing changes or taking off casts or, um, you know, reducing a limb. And they're actually reporting back to us, hey, if we use SmileScope, in some cases, we're using less medication, we're using less restraints, and, and we're making clinical workflows just much easier. And so that really was kind of that aha moment for us was, you know, we're not just a tool, but actually we're kind of a first line digital therapy that can help support patients and, and be offered to them as kind of a drug-free option um, at, at suitable times. So that's kind of what's really exciting. And now it's being used in a whole sort of wide range of areas um, across the hospital from, you know, very minor procedures to some where you can avoid sedation. So that's really exciting. I would imagine mom and dad are they're raising their hand saying, hey, can I do this next time I need to go get uh, a cavity filled or anything along those lines? And then, yeah, you took it you know, far beyond that. It's fascinating that you talked about uses in emergency rooms. And I'm just like, wow, that, that's unbelievable. And this, again, it strikes me as, you know, this is a digital innovation that actually has the ability to make people's lives better. When you're in the kind of digital healthcare and digital and healthcare technology space, do you find that your message gets lost or gets transformed? Because to me, like there's so much noise going on and there's so much digital health money and, and all these kind of new startups and everything going on. I look at that and I'm like, what do you guys actually do? 
right? I don't have that question about Smiley Scope, but is it hard to kind of get attention and attraction in a very crowded general market? I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in digital health and trying to find how do we get the best applications. I think one of the things that Smilescope did differently was that we were sort of made by clinicians for clinicians and patients. So it was something that was from a pure need of like, I need something to help support my practice and my patients. Um, and so, as you said, it's pretty intuitive. Once clinicians see it, they immediately get it. And um, the awesome thing is, is their mind starts going to all of the different procedures that they do and how they could really adapt it to kind of improve that experience and, and the procedure, which might be quite different. So to give you an example, there's a urologist in Miami who's actually studying this for adult vasectomies. So um, it's a really different area. But, you know, he's able to do in-office procedures um, for vasectomies much more effectively and reduce that anxiety for patients there. So, you know, it's been a really interesting journey for us. I do want to get to know the clinicians behind the innovation here. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor, Freedom Doc. Physician burnout is a killer. It's driving our best and brightest out of medicine. The only solution to burnout is to be your own boss. The easiest way to be your own boss is join the Freedom Doc Physician Network Freedom Doc is a unified consumer brand and will fully finance your practice so you can enjoy a healthier lifestyle, take better care of patients, and spend more time with your family. You focus on patients, Freedom Doc focuses on your business. So if you're ready to be your own boss, visit our website, freedomdoc.care, to learn more and schedule a consultation with one of our experts. Freedom Doc, accessible concierge healthcare. We are talking today with Dr. Evelyn Chan, CEO, co-founder of Smiley Scope. Dr. Chan, we spent the previous part of the episode talking about this innovation within VR, uh, virtual reality, and how you started out in the pediatric sense and really morphed into a digital therapeutic uh, in the healthcare scene, helping just people ease their anxiety, take their mind off of procedures, and almost incentivize them to say like, you know what, the doctor's office is not a scary place. We need to get in there and we need to get some repair work done or maintenance work done, however you want to phrase it. What was really the inspiration from your side of it? Let's go all the way back. What really inspired you to get into medicine in the first place? Yes, yeah, so my brother had severe autism and seeing him interact with the healthcare system, seeing some fantastic clinicians and some who weren't sure what to do with him, uh, really wanted to motivated me to want to be able to help others and really make that an experience that was comfortable, that was safe, and really wanted to do that from the very start of people's lives. So that's why I sort of went into pediatrics. And I know you, you shared that you know earlier, so that you know you're in medicine and you're like, wow, I, I you know, want to go into pediatrics based on your brother's history. Now it takes something else to make you leap into, all right, now I'm going to get in there and run and start a technology platform using my medical knowledge. So walk us through really what your mindset was and really how long it took and your journey from become, being a clinician into becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's taken a long journey to sort of evolve into this space. I never expected to. Um, I mean, I think from pediatrics, what I found was it was challenging with the time and, you know, being able to spend with patients and all the paperwork and admin and all sorts of other things. Like, how do you make that a really meaningful interaction where you can change people's lives? And, uh, 
you know, so from pediatrics, I ended up uh, going to Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar to look at how can you get successful implementation of healthcare, right? We do lots of research, which is fantastic, but a lot of it stays in the lab or it stays kind of in clinical trials and academic papers. And it takes about 10 years to really get to the bedside. And so um, was studying medical anthropology and how do patients understand healthcare and how can we bridge that gap? And from there, ended up at uh, the Boston Consulting Group, where I looked into lots of other industries and digital transformations and thought, wow, how can we apply this into healthcare? And we had so many learnings from other industries on how they could accelerate change and transformation and scale it up from, you know, that everyday interaction that we have with our doctor. How can we kind of bring the best of that to, to a much more um, scalable way through technologies? And so during my time there, sort of saw the power of virtual reality in a different application and sort of thought, wow, this could really help and support patients. And so sort of started to work on it on the side. Uh, and then saw how transformational it could be. And so after our clinical trials were done, clinicians were just asking for it. And I sort of felt, you know, this is our opportunity and our time to really be able to make this accessible for, for patients and clinicians everywhere. Do you see SmileyScope? And, and you know, we talked about this a little earlier of how many different applications they are. But based on what you just said, like I think it's a very profound statement to say, how do we get, go from 10 years from innovation to bedside? How do we shorten that? Do you see your work at SmileyScope as a shining example of how we can shortcut that? I hope so. <laughs> I think um, practice takes cha- time to change, um, but I think ultimately we really want to be able to change for the better. We want to be able to make you know healthcare something that's really personable, something that's safe, and um, you know something that's really easy to use on both sides. And and I think that's one of the barriers to to technology changes, a lot of people think, wow, it, it's going to take a lot of effort um, to implement this. And for SmileScope, we've just tried to make that really easy. So we were surprised that in Australia, which is where I initially started practicing, is that, you know, within two years of us launching, 100% of Australian children's hospitals were using SmileyScope. So we have been able to shorten that, um, you know, research to to the, the bedside impact. And uh, we're hoping to do the same in the U.S., that's pretty amazing. Getting 100% of anything is a reason for celebration and absolute round of applause across the board there. You know, I, what type of challenges, I guess, is the main thing because, you know, we look at entrepreneur journeys and the idea that you wrote on the back of a napkin or it was, you know, kind of kept you up at night is usually never the finished product. And I would say almost never, ever is. What type of challenges have you faced along the way? I'm curious about Australia as well as the U.S. markets. I think the biggest challenge is kind of being able to introduce a transformational technology in and sort of understanding where it fits in the health system. I think something like SmileyScope, because it's so broad, you know, we, we can really help with a number of different specialties and different, lots of different procedures is sort of where do exactly, there's no budget for it. Um, so where do we find that budget? And, uh, there's huge number of savings, but sort of who, who can kind of benefit most from that. So I think it's a fragmented health system and it's really about how do we kind of make sure that you know, the patient is, is first and we kind of improve their health care. We kind of at the same time reduce costs, reduce the need for medication and sort of heavier kind of handed implementation. And so I think that's the biggest thing is 
understanding where it fits in when it is quite different to sort of a drug or a, a medical device that we're much more used to that might replace one that's already existing. Was there a time where you know you're you're sitting there and you're collaborating with really uh, big famous companies? You know, you mentioned a couple of them that you collaborate on different types of software pieces to have different characters and uh, appearing on smiley scopes. Is there ever a time where you look at that and say, look back at your journey and say, wow, what what a ride! Like this is this is wild. I never thought I'd be here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I think um, it's just I think the story in the pool of everyone's experienced. Um, you know, the unpleasantness of these types of medical procedures. Most people know someone who has a severe needle phobia. It's very common. So I think it is something that really pulls people in. And um, we've been incredibly lucky to interact with different big organizations. And um, yeah, we're, we're surprised and very honored uh, that we're able to work with them. I want to get your take and kind of a message to doctors out there who might feel hamstrung by big hospital systems or they're like, I have this idea for patient care, but I can't get through the bureaucracy. And I know that you're, you know, somebody who believes that there's a big place for, you know, those corporations and, and healthcare players are very open to innovation. It just takes a really long time. So what would be your message to the medical community out there who say, you know, I have this clinical experience. I'm interacting with patients every single day. My voice isn't being heard on how to do things better. What do you tell to those doctors and providers out there? I think t uh, working together is such an important thing and those clinical insights and what we see on the ground at the bedside are so important to be able to pull up to develop meaningful solutions that are going to address problems in the clinical environment. And then I think that speaks for itself. And so when people, when clinicians develop these innovations, I think once you have something that's very intuitive, it does naturally get attention from the C-suite, attention from innovators and others who can really help bring it forward and perhaps bring the commercial side that we may not have as much experience on. Last question for you, Dr. Chan, you know, coming from Australia, looking at the U.S., always love getting international perspectives on, you know, let's let's compare and contrast the U.S. system. I don't think there are a lot of people out there that say, hey, this is a great system that works for everybody. I'm not a big believer in any type of one size fits all. But what is your take on, you know, how we as a society in the United States can go back and say, get a clean slate, right? Designing the perfect healthcare system so that Patients do get good experiences. Doctors have time to be able to get in there and actually treat people like human beings. What are your thoughts on creating a perfect healthcare system with a blank slate? I have to say, I can't, it's not easy, and uh, I don't think any health system has it right. <laughs> but I think ultimately, putting the patient at the centre of the experience and understanding, you know, what their needs are and how they can really try and manage their own health proactively is the most important, and that will ultimately improve clinicians' jobs as well as reduce the costs. Um, you know, improving primary and preventative care is always going to help with, uh, you know, the downstream effects of, of having, uh, you know, more costly interventions. And I think being able to have a system where, you know, value-based healthcare is increasingly becoming important and people are talking about that um, will also kind of help drive it in the right direction. Dr. Evelyn Chan, I love what you're doing. You're dedicated to improving pediatric experiences through Smiley Scope. Super, insmi super inspiring. I almost said super inspiring. So that there you go. Uh, very inspiring because, you know, as a father, like I've been there, I've lived it. I was like, oh my gosh, this would be a game changer. 
I'm not sure I would get my toddler out of that doctor, out of that, out of that seat though, if I put a headset on her. So that's my only thing. <laughs> I've seen what she does with an iPhone and, a, and an iPad. I'm like, ooh, she might be there a little longer than I anticipated. But kudos to you for continuing to spread this. And I wish you the best of luck and the best of success conquering that US market. Thanks so much, Chris. Really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for having me. Dr. Evelyn Chan, CEO and co-founder of Smiley Scope. And that is going to do it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out online at healthcareamericana.com to catch previous episodes. Subscribe to our mailing list and visit our online store. Once again, I'm your host, Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all of our episodes. Visit the shop and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced and managed by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro. Healthcare Americana is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc. If you've been struggling to get the care you need and the access you want, it's time to join your local Freedom Doc. Visit freedomdoc.care to find the practice location nearest you. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.